Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. I'm Don Maeda. Chase Curtis here with me in the office. We got Alex Ray on the phone, Mike Antonovich on the phone. And man, Anton, I got a, the sniffles after being so cold all weekend in Frisco. How about you? Dog, I wish I was as cold as I was in San Francisco right now. It's <laughs> negative 12 with the wind chill in Illinois. We are getting oh. hit by it hard. Uh, our landlord is here unfreezing the pipes outside because, you know, of course, even when I left on Sunday, like the last thing I thought before I got on the plane was I was like, hmm, my car's been sitting in an outside parking lot for 10 days. I hope that battery starts. Mm. Thank God it did. But uh, <laughs> yeah, all good, dude. San Francisco was, that was probably the muddiest race I've ever been to, but hell, it was a lot of fun. I think yeah. I've, uh, well, maybe the muddiest. Oh, wait, Daytona? I didn't go to that. Ugh. I've been to some fucked races before, but this one wasn't that bad for me because Anton was shooting. Yeah. And I just worked the pits, but dude, it was cold. And so, okay, I'm 55 now, right? And I used to wear shorts like all the time and everything. And, and uh, I've been so cold lately. And I was talking to Makarath, oh, dude, that's so cold. He goes, it's because you got cold age. Like the cold, cold old age? I, I don't know, man. Do, do older people get colder or something? But Oh, yeah. That's why they moved to the desert. At, but literally, in Frisco, I had on uh, un, uh, like under a base layer, a two-times-u base layer, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, that big fox jacket I have, and a plastic raincoat, and I was freezing. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just from living in California too long. Like, coming from the East Coast, I remember I didn't used to like it didn't used to bother me that much at all i moved here and that all changed anytime you get get under 60 degrees it's like hey man i am bundling up because it is cold but yeah i don't know it looked miserable it looked horrible on saturday <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't come it oh looked it looked worse than new jersey last year right it had to be worse yeah oh yeah okay for sure because oh, yeah. in new jersey at least it was dry until yeah the lcq's main event started like then it was yeah. This never stopped. Like as soon as it started in the morning on Saturday morning, me and Don were at the hotel, went outside, there was rain. And then uh, as soon as they cut them loose for track walk, it started sprinkling and never let off. You know, oh, man. Anton, do you share the same opinion as me? It's like when they pulled the plastic off and remember when I came to the studio to the photo den at like 11 a.m., mm -hmm. I was looking at the track. I'm like, dude, that's not as bad as I yeah. thought it was going to be. And then the first, session the first guys were jumping stuff. yeah group b it looked fine yeah it looked actually really good <clears throat> but dude like the lake transitions were definitely going to be screwed yeah yeah but i think like sanford was sending all the triples like he looked fine he was doubling through the rhythms of course but other than that it yeah. looked actually pretty good yeah it went away quickly yeah that uh they sent, that little they sent triangle the guys. that little triangle for photo access in the middle anton was it like 10 inches of water there Oh. I don't know because I never tried to go across that straightaway. The straightaway, I would say, honestly, was the worst part of the whole night. Um, 
that was the only place that really even got standing water through it because they did so many laps and I rewatched the race twice now. They just kept it going. I mean, there was never any kind of like bike killing standing water that was everywhere. There was just a couple lines that went through. But yeah, in the middle part there, that was just, you know, Lake Oracle Park. Yeah. Dude, I just can't even imagine a, a, a bike failure and trying to push your bike, right? Like oh. Vince Freezy in the LCQ and then Joe in the main. Voland was on the side of the, <laughs> the track for like six laps. It looked like trying to push his bike around. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, kudos to all three of those guys for not just going. <laughs> And leaving Not it. Not my problem in yeah. leaving it, right? They, totally. they stay with their bikes. Yeah. I would have left my shit. Dude. So, Volans was a clutch. Uh, uh, have we heard about Joe's yet? No. That was weird. Uh, Freezy's, he broke the clutch as well. Oh, I didn't even know Freeze had a DNA. I thought he just what, no, didn't he, qualify. He was leaving oh. the LCQ. Oh. And his bike stopped. Oh. Uh, so, it was a clutch, but I haven't heard from Joe about I don't know. What do you guys okay. think? I, I would think Joe's related to him flopping in the mud. Electrical, I think. I would assume because, I mean, it was so uh, early. I don't know, dude, because if you rewatch it and, like, I could be wrong on this. You guys would know better, Don, especially. That chain looked super tight. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if something, like, got somewhere and just locked it up. Because oh. if you look at his chain, it looks like it's completely taunt. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. And yeah. it's funny, Don, because you said something when we went to Glen Helen on Tuesday, like, hey, have you ever gotten a rock or anything like that? And then yeah. as I was rewatching the thing, like, oh, dude, he definitely just had to pack that thing with mud, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, so on the uh, the inside SML feature I did on press day where I talked to mechanics and stuff, like, about mud prep bike mm-hmm. setups, and everyone said they run their chain a little bit looser because it gets packed with shit and it gets tighter. Okay, that makes sense, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, that could be, uh, you see when Joe was struggling with the bike, he was messing with the shifter, like as yeah. if it was Jim. in gear, like trying, so maybe that's it, Anton, the chain was. That makes sense. Because he was trying to go and like, you could see him, you, you could see that he was trying, but I mean, within two laps, he knew it was over. And that's such a bummer because I mean, you look at everybody in the championship night, championships right now, Dude. that was a huge point swing for a lot. Yeah. It's Joe, Joe's got to be almost yeah. 30 down now. That yeah, sucks, he's, he, I think is. Title hopes have to be. Uh, that sucks. I think he's twenty nine. Yeah, I have it. I have it pulled up right here. Actually, um, point standings. Joe Shimoda is twelfth in points. Oh, right now. With eight to eight, he he has eighteen points, and then Jordan Smith has forty seven. So yeah, I mean, so he's tied oh. with Phil. Right. Wow. He has to be tied. Uh, with yeah, Phil he's tied. He's tied with Phil. They're twelfth and thirteenth, right there. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean. I, I would say, like, how do you say this without it sounding disrespectful? But you know the guys that he's racing against right now. Like, you see the championship dudes that are there. Is it out of the question to say that RJ does a zero-point night or a two-point night? Or Smitty. Jordan has a two-point night come up. Somebody somewhere will have an issue. Even Levi's had some weirdo races here and there. So, like, yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of motoing left to do. Now you just got to be perfect all the way. And, like, as we've seen from Joe in the past – Sometimes when he does have the mistake and gets it out of the way, he's much, much better after you have the pressure release. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then too, you know, we have a couple of the East-West showdowns as well. You know, that can play a big factor in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I mean, it's not over till, till it's over, but I feel like he's not putting himself in a very good you know, situation. And it's weird because like with Joe, it seems like it's happened the last, what, three years? 
you know, two years that, you know, like he starts off slow and then he's always good at the end of the season, but at the same time he puts himself in a bad championship spot at the beginning. So, um, Tough. Well, what, um, I was pretty, so I talked to actually a couple privateers who were really, really bummed because, um, they didn't put heaters down first qualifying, expecting to try and save their bikes and come out second qualifier. And then we're told, oh, no, that was it. Yeah. Well, it's to play devil's advocate, like, um, obviously the track was only getting worse. I don't know why you wouldn't yeah. throw a heater yeah. down, yeah. especially in that B group. But, well, dude, that guy, Justin Hill didn't even qualify. Like, Little Hill was hurt, though. Oh, he was? Yeah, Little Hill told me on track walk that his sciatic messed up in the week. Uh, ah. Seat bouncing too much at a one, and he could barely get around uh, like walking all week. And he even told me, he's like, I'm going to do one lap and then see what I can have happen. And then before the session was even halfway over, he had already walked his bike to his mechanic so it could get washed, and he was hobbling out of the stadium. Wow. So Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll, but I give you that, Chase, because in the safety meeting that morning, Jim Perry was like, look, if you're going to shoot photos, you better get your work done in the first session because it's unlikely that anybody's going to go out and do a second session if we do it. I was oh, like, yeah, really? that's a good point. Yeah, like, you know, Jim, old Yamaha manager, he knows the strategy of it. Yeah. And then as that practice was happening, a bunch of the photographers are shooting all the 250A guys lined up in the tunnel and clean and dry. And I'm like, one of these B guys is getting ready to put in a heater, so we better go get some photos. And I saw Max Sanford coming around, and he was killing it, you know, yeah. East Coast kid. So good for him and Matty Jorgensen, too, two guys that can ride the slot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then that uh, that French guy, 100. Anthony oh, Bourdain. Bourdain. Dude, he's crushing mm-hmm. it right now. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, I mean, he's seven the points. That's so funny, sick. funny story about him he ate shit in that practice and over that double after the finish line and yep. the alpine stars medics were talking to him and they were like yeah we think he has an arm injury but like we don't really know and so we're in the photo den after and LeBig gets a phone call so anthony's english is a little you know probably about as good as our french is yep. so they had to have LeBig come and translate what was wrong to the medics for him <laughs> and then he came back and you know fought through the mud so that was good dude a lot of french really good french riders like jason claremont ripped in that 450 main too yeah 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 you know of, his english isn't guys. that bad because he gave me a pretty decent how was your weekend uh-huh but when i first got there oh my god dude uh tyler no two ta- two x promotions oh myron 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 was so happy oh he's yeah, obviously a team owner he's like rubbing his head like this and hugging him <laughs> and stuff and i was like that's cool you know but so then i was like hey interview and he looks at me and he goes in french right uh, so i said my one french line i know excuse me sir where's the post office and he started laughing then he spoke his english was pretty good really yeah it was short and concise but it was good that's good but uh but yeah no it was it was cool to see like that that guy finished that high up. I mean, obviously he's good. Yeah, right? yeah, he did pretty but, well uh, at A one too. But yeah, there is there's some. Yeah. I don't know, man. When I was watching the race, like the two fifty race, when Mumford's in third and then Phil's yeah. in third, I was like, oh, one of those right? two guys. But cool for Marchbanks to get up there. Was that his first podium? No, in a while, a couple not years. <clears throat> okay, yeah, but, he won Daytona too, but like yeah. Garrett's been on the you know rebuild for quite some time and especially on club's 250 program that's a great result for those guys so for yeah. to see it come down for those two but like i think we're all equally gutted for phil because yeah. he even said it on his tv thing he's like i know my opportunity for our 250 podium is going away yeah that was depressing yeah. 
when I was one last lap and he had had it. Yeah. When I was in the uh, the club rig with him, uh, March Banks had just got out of the shower, so I was talking to Phil and he's like. He's just like blessing her, dude. This one hurts, man. This one hurts. It's what it felt like. And yeah. He's just like this one hurts. It, this this the pain of this is worse. It's it's worse than if your chick cheated on you. <laughs> so oh, funny. Man. And then and then he's all, but it, if it's anyone, it's okay. It's my teammate. He's all, fuck you, Gary. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, awesome. Poor guy. Did you guys yeah, catch up Max Phil, Miller on the Phil? start? No, dude, Wait, he had two that? goggles on. Yeah, so did Mumford. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, the Narita double goggle. <laughs> I was like, why is that guy's goggles so far out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that's a thing. It's a real thing. That's crazy. Canard and Narita both won their races with two goggles, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> right. And good on that team too, the Bar X team, because uh, I mean Derek Drake in the 450 class, he's he's yeah. ripping too. You know, I mean, this is I would say his his rookie year in the 450 class mm-hmm. and for him to you know each or both weekends you know be around that top 15 it's 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 stacked right now i mean and for him to be doing that i think it's i think it's great yeah yeah, yeah myron said uh what do you say he goes oh my damn son-in-law obviously <laughs> drag, he's like, he needs to believe that he belongs up there you know like he needs to believe in himself more so yeah maybe i'll start going yeah. around but uh yeah what else well we should just talk about the 450 class or the 250 class first since we're yeah talking about all that stuff but uh but dude i i'm surprised we didn't see more dns in the 250 class right because those conditions put such a strain on the engine such strain and they were all real early too like even rider d's was real early a lot of them were first three or four laps Yeah. yeah but uh dude rider d's heat race win he that was those guys dude so far out there and there ain't no mud in Bakersfield. Well, so he said, someone said that he, or no, on the podium, I think he said he would ride mud in Bakersfield. So I don't know how often it rains out there, but Damn. I didn't think it rained that much. Well, like a wet cow field. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was cool to see him win, win that heat. And who won the other heat? Uh, Joe. Yes, Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Yep. Joe won that heat. But, uh, I got a photo of them coming through the whoops when they were still there in that 250 heat race, and it's all just water between there. And you just <laughs> see everybody just splash, splash, splash all the way through. And at that one, I'm like, oh, we're going to kill a lot of bikes tonight. Yeah. yeah. So then they got through the heat races. The rain had pretty much slowed down. And, like, we know how that goes. If it does start drying out, it's going to get even worse because then it's going to yeah. get heavy. Mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, I was like, man, it really better start raining again. Otherwise, we're going to have a serious problem. And within two minutes, the second round of typhoon started and it never yeah. stopped uh it got so bad to the point of this like when they build the track i mean we we know this but you know they lay down that road base layer of gravel and then the dirt goes over top of that it had washed up and been turned over so much that the road base was all in the dirt too so there was quite Oof. a few rocks in that dirt oh, oh wow yeah i was i was actually watching the the race this past weekend with samantha my wife and uh and, she, and i was telling her that i'm like hey you know it's probably the best case scenario if it doesn't stop raining and it just keeps raining and she's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard I'm like no because like you know i was trying to like i don't know i was trying to explain it to her like get sticky know, put some like yeah like putting something in a blender like making bread or something or you know like pizza dough whatever like a bun in the oven and she, yeah well i wish but anyways like and she's like oh okay all right yeah so like it but she's like, it still looks like it's it's like 
tacking up. Like it still looks like it's like super thick out there. I was like, well, it must've quit raining for a little bit, you know, yeah. but, but still like it was, God, it was terrible. It just seemed like it was just grabbing everyone. And then like, there was just a lot of ghost holes everywhere, especially from the start straight. It seems like every start, everybody be wide open off the back. And then the next thing you know, they're like eating their front fender. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there like a big, like deep spot somewhere? Oh, like where they just standing water. Clear? Oh, they're just hydroplaning. Yeah. Full oh, standing God. water. Oof. Another thing like too, Anderson like did a front flip. Yeah, and you yeah. got to think a couple of the guys probably struggled to put get their hole shot devices off too because they're rolling. No, I actually saw a lot of guys not even set their hole shot. Devices. Really? Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys were there, so obviously, have you guys watched it yet? Like from the broadcast, mm-hmm. bro. Justin Barsha almost. Oh my god! Himself, like going down the start <laughs> so crazy his hand flew off and it was just like all the way to the stop all the way down the freaking star straight he probably know. doesn't even remember it, it too yeah he's, he's probably like, like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. so uh in someone's uh comment on youtube and how was your weekend you know because max gave me how was your weekend he goes oh the, the bike just expired and i heard him go to the first lap dude he sucker was clutching it like bad right oh yeah and so somebody was like yeah you're going to clutch it like that, Max. Of course your bike's going to blow Yeah, out. Ricky said it on the broadcast, too. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. The scrub daddy raced, he broke down before the second turn. He would have made it out right. of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a good point, though, Don. Like, I was thinking about this last night watching the race. What would be better in that condition, a hydro clutch or a cable clutch? Like, what would yeah, you rather have a race? I was wondering that, too. Hydro. Really? Well, cable, you'd be adjusting it a bunch, and it might get jammed. The quick adjust would get jammed with dirt but the hydro you wouldn't know how bad the clutch was getting until it's just gone yeah somebody yeah. asked in the press conference asked smith about it i think or something along that lines and he didn't really give an answer he was just kind of saying they both have their negatives like yeah he can feel it going out but then he's got to worry about adjusting it throughout the race too yeah, yeah. i know some people like uh some people like to use the auto clutches right you know, yeah. I mean, uh, Star has used that in the past. I'm wondering if that's maybe something that they threw in, like, before the mud races. Like, hey, you don't have to use your clutch. Yeah. Here's an auto clutch, you know what I mean, to sort of save the bike, make it run a little bit cooler. I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that, you know, some of the guys did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another good point that you bring up then, A-Ray, how important would a no-clutch technique moto be like that? Because, you know, like, if you hear all the other post-race podcasts <laughs> happening right now, everybody's like, this race doesn't mean this and this, this, and this. Really, it's the biggest test of somebody's skill on their bike riding ability because it's all of your core techniques that get put to the test out there. How can you save the bike? How do you know not to overload it? Would a no-clutch moto really help out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know Swanee's Swanee's guys, they do it once, twice a week. In the summertime, they do it a lot in outdoors. You know, they have 450s with those auto clutches and all of them, you know, and they they pretty much just take the the clutch lever off. and ride with them so like yeah i mean that's super beneficial and i know a lot of people you know they a lot of people just go to the track and do their motos and go home and don't do those type of you know fundamentals and stuff like that so i i think personally it's something that um i should have done more and i feel like it, for people in the future they should definitely look into putting that in their program yeah especially for conditions like this because like dude, like i mean you imagine don going up you know glen helen mount st helen you know yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just yeah, his bike would have freaking blew up. <laughs> hey, did you guys catch on the broadcast who they said did 
like mud motos all week? Was it the Club MX guys, March Banks? March Banks said he did, and he even yeah, did some okay. testing. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Hmm. So in the uh, O'Neill Inside SML feature, uh, I was surprised to learn that splashy water, standing water conditions actually, supposedly, like several teams told me that the bikes run cooler in that because the water's splashing up and hitting it. But uh, in case it got sticky, which would make it run hotter, guys were, uh, like a lot of teams had uh, fans on their radiators. And uh, I was surprised how very... How many people had no handguards, right? Yeah, there was a the lot of handguards. hate handguards, they said. Huh. <clears throat> uh, Anderson had this crazy seat cover. Oh, ACs, too. It was crazy looking. Well, his is crazy because... Well, there were all the ribs. There's like yeah. 20 ribs on it. But there's ribs from front to back. Yeah. But Anderson's had ribs on the side, too. What the heck? Like, the whole thing looked like a sex toy. Yeah. You know, so like, like for a better grip, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. A lot of that. Yep. Did that? Did the MX14 end up being the tire? Because in that that thing, they said no. Yeah. The so that's no. that was the same question I asked on Friday. I'm like, they were still throwing 34s on everybody's rear wheels, and I'm like, yeah. hey, when are you going to put the scoop on? And they're <laughs> like, well, nobody wants the scoop unless it's just completely messed up because they can't turn on Supercross like that. But if it's going to be slop at the last minute, they'll all swap over to it. So I would think that I'm so confused. Now, so right? when did they not? Like I was watching the 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 weather all day Friday, and it looked like there was zero percent chance it wasn't going to be how as muddy as it was. Like where did yeah. where was everyone getting the idea that it might be savable? Hopes and dreams. Oh, okay. Well, because positive mindset, so put it in the universe, yeah. you know, all that. Hmm. But like, dude, I think <laughs> even even though on Saturday morning, like Adam said it, you know, when you wake up and you know it's going to be bad, you just got to get with it. Yeah. And when I went down, I'm like, dude, I know this is going to suck. I'm not going to like be bummed about it, have as much fun as you can in those conditions and just make it happen. But like Avery would know because you've ridden it at this level, how hard, how much harder is a paddle tire on Supercross even compared to outdoors? Because as the Dunlop guys explained to me, outdoors, it's bottomless dirt. You're always going to keep ripping and ripping. That pedal hit the base of whatever the ground is, and then you're going to start having ice skating issues. Mm. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime it was muddy, I always just went to the paddle tire. Um, or... The only, I don't know. I, I feel like one thing it's not good on is the grates, just for like whenever they do get slick. You mm -hmm. know, like especially at Supercross, you know, like the grates are going to be slick if they get wet, and then outside of the gate, right there, like it's usually like shiny. You know, like the the rut. Um, but anything after that, I I would use definitely use a paddle tire if the conditions were like they were on Saturday. Paddle tire all day, practice mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, I, I would I wouldn't even mess with having an intermediate tire at that point because okay. like the straight line traction is so much better than than on a paddle tire, especially it was for Maxis. Um, yeah, I, I would have went paddle all day. I, I would have sacrificed a little bit just to been able to have gotten my wheel cleared out, you know, mm -hmm. and that's no packing, especially going at that speed. Like <laughs> everything is so slow paced, your wheels are just going to pack up. So I would I would have definitely had the paddle tire. Okay, so uh, Jordan Smith, did he hole shot? He had the first. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just Big hole shot. Checked out, right? Mm -hmm. The interesting thing he told me afterwards is he says he's never done good in a professional mud race yeah, ever. He said that in the press conference. Ever before, right? So to just, I mean, I'm sure he made mistakes, you know, but he didn't fall. Yeah. 
he he rode uh, as close to flawless races I think he yeah. could in those conditions. So, and I think it was just it was so start dependent. Like we saw uh, the last couple nights or a couple laps, Levi reeled him right in from like ten twelve seconds back. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just so start dependent though. Like you you could see him and Sexton had almost. 10 seconds on second place after one lap. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Levi, uh, I talked to him before. I was like, hey, Pacific Northwest guy, you ridden in the mud a bunch. <laughs> He's like, I hate the mud. But, um, yeah, he rode really well. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually thinking that he had the points lead after race, but obviously it's Jordan. But, yeah. Uh, he's in a really good place right now. Yeah, he is. And I think, like, as this championship goes on, he's going to be the variable, you know, because he's the one that he's newer. I mean, he does have his mistakes and stuff like that, and he does have some bunk races here and there, but Levi could be the guy that could really put it together and be the factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I talked. we touched on Marchbanks and Phil earlier, but, uh, dude, Marchbanks, uh, he's dropped a bunch of weight from – previous season so i think that's why he's i think like 15 20 pounds yeah, yeah. he looked really really wow. lean yeah um bummer for rj uh obviously Bourdon or is it bourdain or bourdon burden yeah i would say I heard like four different ways yeah yeah he went down and rj had nowhere else to go and that kind of ruined his race uh how far back is he in the championship a ray do you have the points up still He's he's not as far as Joe. Yeah. But he, I think he's yeah. He's I think third. it's within eight. I think it's yeah, within yeah. like eight or ten. Yeah. It's okay. Nine. It's nine. nine. So he has thirty-eight, and then Jordan Smith has forty-seven. So yeah, nine. All right. For not horrible. Yeah. No, and I mean you really look at the next two races. Uh, I mean, as much as we hate to say it, this weekend football stadium, so first square of the year, but it's looking pretty rainy uh, for the night show. San Diego. Wait, what? And then, oh, you it's, haven't seen it? When I checked, it was supposed to rain Sunday. It's Sunday, it's, rain Sunday. it's Sunday and Monday and Saturday night right now. Yeah. Saturday night as well. Yeah. I think it'll pull it rolling right around 430. Yeah. If it and stays then, like uh, this. And then A2 is a triple crown. So there's enough to like score some points. There's enough for one more big wild card. And then whatever happens in those three gate drops at Anaheim in a couple weeks too. So yep. wow. still a lot of racing left before the West coast guys go on break. Shit. They have one weekend off and then they're right back in Arizona the week later too. So yeah, yeah. you got to keep it consistent over these next three. Dude, it cannot yeah. rain again. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Well, but, they, but look, we're only on Monday. Yeah. The chances change. of it changing again. I'd say it's 50, 50 better or 50, 50 worse. Oh, right? it didn't change last week. <laughs> yeah. dude no good i know <laughs> okay so in the 250 class who else is there to talk about i mean i'd like to touch on uh mitchell oldenburg and carson mumford yeah mumphy crushed it mumphy is on fire right now right because he, he was super yeah. sick he had pneumonia before a1 mm-hmm. and he was healthy this week and he did really well he was in third and fell over but dude he's got potential did you really well and mitchell came from really far back to 10th yeah so uh yeah He's strong as well. Yeah, I'm excited for both those guys. I think, uh, obviously, we've seen how great Mitchell's done the last couple of years, but I think this is the best bike Mumphy's been on in Supercross. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's cool to see that he's putting it up there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to do at Anaheim, too, because, you know, with, with what Anton was saying, it being a triple crown, he's such a good starter, and he has that good, like, 
you know, three, four lap sprint speed. I think that, you know, that's maybe a, you know, if he can put it together for three main events, I think that's going to be a great round for him. You know, yep. I mean, yeah, he's, he's doing really, really good. <laughs> Freckle only did one lap in time qualifying. What? Down sixth. Yeah, he did one lap, sixth place overall once they cut everything down. So, what to do? <laughs> well, yeah. He was second for a while, wasn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. before they combined he was up there, yeah. It was funny because then I was sitting with him and he was like, when they combined the times, he's like, oh, yes. Because he said guys from B got in there. Yeah. And so it put him in the heat race he wanted to be in. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hey, you know, Chase, I asked Juju your jet ski question. Um, <laughs> and it was, I thought, I mean, you made a very good point about that. Uh, some people in the YouTube comments thought that we were both insane about that, though. <laughs> but, you know, Juju kind of like gave me a look and then answered it. But I could see a lot of jet ski experience coming into play on Saturday. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he didn't do better. I think <laughs> JT mentioned on the podcast that he should be winning, but I don't know about that. But I just thought. You know the track changing so often. I thought it'd be or a little bit because of the water and the yeah, jet ski. yeah, that made perfect sense. Yeah. I agreed a hundred percent. That's why I asked it. Also, you had a very good question in the press conference too, asking guys about their physical fitness and the mental part. Yeah, of it. Uh, did you listen Chase to that? Explain that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So it seems like it's a lot easier on them then. <laughs> yeah, but they just you're just uh, zapped. Yeah, like at the end of the night, Mentally. you're just fried because of how much concentration you had. Yeah. Race. All I can think about is yeah. lane splitting on the Harleys, like how fried my brain was. Uh, I can't imagine looking at yeah. 30 ruts all day straight well, in front of your bike. Juju said, uh, you know, he fell so much mm-hmm. just picking up the heavy bike oh. that many times. He's like, dude, I'm going to be sore tomorrow. Oh, yeah, dude. Horrible. Was it Mumford that went down on the transition <laughs> between the finish line? I yep. think, dude, that looked horrible. Poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> I saw dudes going backwards on the triple <laughs> yeah. faces and stuff. Though. How about, uh, that's forfeity, but 100, I swear on the TV camera, he, he skipped the whoops four laps in a row. Yeah, kept flying out of him. <laughs> Just going to the it. left. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was risky, too, because of all that water getting yeah. sucked in. But, like, if he thought that that was just a drive through car wash, like, go for that. <laughs> In the 250B practice, so first thing in the morning, first lap, I have to rewatch Race Day Live to see who it was, but that triple before the whoops, when it was still a big triple, somebody skied that mug on the first lap, and all the 250A guys just went, oh, because it was full front front wheel high, (laughs) but he had to have went like 10 feet feet past the landing, so to see all of the big air everybody was getting uh, in that first practice, we're like, oh, okay, it's going to be something. Rewatching race day live practice this morning, like that looked tremendously better than what it was. Right? The end of the night, yeah, know? it was. And when you were watching it at the time, though, you're just like, "What are we doing out here? This looks terrible." <laughs> and then you watch it in comparison to everything else, right? Ah, oh, wasn't that bad? Yeah, and from the yeah. you can only tell it's raining from the ground cameras on TV. So like half the time you're like, oh, "It looks great," and then they yeah. cut to a ground camera and you're like, oh, "Yeah." Never when mind. when I was in the stands watching. You couldn't really see the rain. Yeah. But I would look at the puddle on the uh oh, there's like a banner like over the first few rows and you could just see it was going. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's uh let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. X brand goggles was launched in two thousand eight and over the past two decades they've earned a reputation as one of the elite eyewear choices in our sport. The newest offering, the Lucid Goggle, features an XDO injection molded lens. For exceptional optical clarity, as well as superior protection against the massive roost that modern-day four-stroke bikes throw. 
At Swap Moto Live, we love the Lucid Goggle for its huge field of vision. Check them out at xbrand.com. That's eksbrand.com. If you're on the West Coast and you're looking for a one-stop shop, you need to visit the guys at STR Motorsports, formerly known as Shock Therapy Racing. With over 30 years of experience, your bike will be in great hands. Whether you're looking for a custom performance suspension revalve or just a basic rebuild, they've got you covered. STR also offers motor building services. Whether you need a stock engine rebuilt or a full-blown race motor, they're the place to go. Conveniently located in Wildemar, California, they're very close to Lake Elsinore and Parrish Raceway. Additionally, they maintain a full stock of oils, tires, and tubes. They can get pretty much anything you need. Check them out at shocktherapysuspension.com. ASV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also distributor of products like ODI Grips and the innovative Gate King Tailgate Adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Race Series and their track site at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the show. Guts Racing, the leaders in seat technology. Go to GutsRacing.com today and design your custom seat cover. We try to ship all custom seat covers within 36 business hours. We also offer free shipping to the lower 48 states. Once again, that's GutsRacing.com. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstarter podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, 
Area, I'm sorry, I still haven't taken your suspension to race day. <laughs> right, that's that's the reason why I didn't go on Sunday was because I, I wanted to ride my 500. <laughs> yeah, and you know the forks are off of it still, but that's okay. You know, I don't think you, know? you would have wanted anything of because uh, we did. You know, Marvin Muscan showed up. Oh yeah, yeah, he I showed saw. up at our races. Yeah, no, I I would have probably crashed my brains out <laughs> trying to keep up with him, and that's yeah, probably the best best case scenario. I'm not a racer anymore, dude. I'm just a rider. I just right. want to ride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yo, was Marvin doing some hell on wheels laps too? No, his friend was uh, racing over there. So he kept going back and forth to watch his buddy. <laughs> oh, Demetri. Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I don't know. Race Tech does vintage stuff. They yeah. do. They do a lot of it, right? Hey, shout out to... Gosh darn it. I forgot the guy's name and I meant to talk about him. But I saw something on... Uh, a screenshot on Instagram. One of the privateers that did pretty well slept in his van and like had no mechanic or anything and did really, really well this weekend. And he's a race tech guy. Mm. Did he help? Uh, yes, that guy. Did yeah. he help? Yep. Port Dodge, Iowa. Props to that guy. That's gnarly. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder week- if it's weird, Don. The next time you see Brian, you should ask him what it's like now to have people naming, like, that he's got to be the first pro racer named after Deacon. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he ain't the first one that I've heard, but he's definitely the first one with a pro card now. Yeah, because that little mini kid, Deegan Sugamelli, he's named after him. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, and that. But another thing is funny is like uh, uh, Talon Volan. There's Talon LaFontaine was named after him. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. And same with uh, Talon from Pinned Out Promotions. I'm gonna name my kid Twitch. Wow. <laughs> Twitch Sexton. <laughs> Twitch Twitch list, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Hell yeah. But uh so Frisco is gnarly, right? Because they had to wash their bikes before they dude, left the stadium. That looked like such right? a nightmare. Yeah. So Cowie has this sick uh they knew it was coming, right? So uh Big B and and Shanty, they talked to Boncho, the fab guy at Cowie. Yeah. Dude, they had this rig with two power washers on it with a 60 gallon white <laughs> drum of water so they had their own water <laughs> that's source, right? sick because i guess the problem with all the power washers hooked up to the same water source is the pressures roll out right? yeah so the cowie guys had this thing dialed right that's and sick that, so you guys did the big switcheroo it's like anton's on top now yeah hey ray you're mm. a bottom guy you're now. a bottom now <laughs> damn but uh but yeah so it's funny that that they said the last time the race was there was what 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm, 10. So it doesn't seem that long ago because wow. obviously I've been to that race a few times. But the crazy thing is that where the pits are now was these pier buildings, which was super cool because it was raining, right? We were indoors. But where the pits used to be now is like high rise apartment buildings. Oh wow! Oh, wow. And uh, mm. to go from the pier buildings. To the track was it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as like Petco. Oh was, really? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Oh okay. The uh, the stuff Sean Brendan sent out ahead of time with the warnings about shuttling parking and stuff. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I mean, it was still pretty far because you did get Ubered to the pier door. Yeah. Uh, and then I went <laughs> and parked at the super parking pier, and that was a good. Probably like over half mile, almost three quarters of a mile to the stadium, but it wasn't that bad. And they had buses running back and forth. But I agree with you. Like 
the back and forth from the stadium to the pits wasn't bad because they had all those roads closed off and there was nobody yeah. there. Oh, the only people wow. that were there that were walking back that weren't fans were all those people that live in those condos that were running in the yeah. rain. So respect Dude, so to many runners. There was no tweakers throwing shit on you guys walking no. in the gates? No, but after press day, uh, Anton <laughs> had to go back to the stadium to interview Muley for his mm-hmm. news break. So I took his bag. And so I'm walking with my backpack and I'm rolling an OGO 9800. And there's this, this guy on the sidewalk. <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Looked like Scrub Daddy. But he's all, he's all, yo, what's in the bag? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not even putting up with this, right? Because if I was like, oh, nothing, nothing is in the bag. Don't worry. I'm all, the fuck do you care? I'll beat your ass. Don't even think about you it. You just said the guy, the last guy that asked that. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> he just kept walking. <laughs> I think I was about to get jacked. I don't know. <laughs> Shut it down first. But, uh, Appreciate that spot. But, uh, dude, it was super cool to be in Frisco, I thought. It was it was much better than Oakland, in my opinion. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Like, I think, like, <laughs> logistically for, like, the teams and all that, it definitely is a challenge because you're not on the property. You're not, like, just on the parking lot. But it was definitely better. Because I don't think everybody was like fearing for their life, yeah. you know. But then again, like I kept hearing everybody being like, "Oh, that Starbucks and that Chipotle, dog, just don't go to that fucking Starbucks." Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> common goddamn sense says, just go to another Starbucks. Yeah. Like, if you don't need a double shot that bad. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was cool. I hope that we do get to go back. But hearing some of the logistics stuff that went on uh, for this week could be a challenge. Uh, I was surprised that it was the dirt from Oakland that they trucked over the Bay Bridge. That yeah, had to be right? pretty expensive. Whoa, really? But Feld, Feld owns that dirt. So how oh. are you going to source good dirt that a couple of years ago wasn't that great, but they've screened it and sifted it enough times that they've gotten most of the bad material out of it? Now, would this be and the was, same dirt that they used in Frisco 10 years ago, you think? Would have to be, yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, so I'm, I'm walking the track <laughs> at San, San Francisco Supercross once, and Greg Schnell goes, Swap, look at this. And he found a hatchet head. What? Like all those missiles of wood handles, this rusty hatchet. He's like, check this out. Look what I found. <laughs> so that dirt's been sifted a lot. We should bring... Because there was rebar and stuff in we it. We should bring a metal detector on track walk. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff over the years. It's like, that's just been in the dirt, even on the East Coast. It's nuts. Yeah. You know, but then like... Go. The pier buildings and all that stuff that they had them in, I thought that was cool. And you know that they had to go through a lot with the city of San Francisco to get three piers, two pier buildings, and then that big lot uh, that they were sharing with the Cirque du Soleil tent. Like, mm-hmm. they, they did a lot of effort, and they're kind of bummed that the fan turnout wasn't what they thought. They thought that there would be more uh, day of show ticket sales if it would have been clear. But like we said on Instagram, dude, props to everybody that showed out dude. because those people are core. Yeah, Dude, there was people sitting in the rain wearing trash bags and ponchos and stuff. Dude, that's insane. Dude, I was I surprised there was no being uh, so cold. I was surprised there was no like no umbrella rule or something. But there was people sitting in the rain with umbrellas, I and mean, it had to block the view of the people behind them. But mm. hmm. I didn't realize there was that many people that like uh, fish in San Francisco because there was a lot of heavy waiter like boots and big high-vis jackets and stuff. I was like, man, everybody looks like they're getting ready to jump on the on the loading dock next. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed being back there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the stadium's super cool, too. Yeah, the stadium looks awesome. But, uh... Yeah. I don't know. 
So four fifty. Yeah, I think uh, we. I think I think we definitely need to go back there somewhere. I mean, like, like Anton was saying, maybe maybe Oakland isn't the answer, but it's but not Santa Clara. We went to Santa Clara numerous years, and it was yeah. fine. So yeah. What's the issue go with going there now? So I think what comes down to that one is it's football season. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it's baseball season right now, so you could get any kind of baseball diamond. Nobody's worried about it. But I don't know how good the 49ers are in January every year. Like, do they make it this far? I have no nah. idea. And then the routing of that too, because they had Monster Jam the week before. So are they going to hold a whole Monster Jam tour off to take them back through Santa Clara? And like, unfortunately, when they did that race in March or April, wherever it was, it was like a private race. There was nobody in the stands. The stadium it might even not even be as big as other football stadiums are because those lap times were like 43 seconds in the last year that we went. So mm-hmm. I just don't think lo- lo- logistically for a track, it's that good of an option. Mm. Damn. Mm. I mean, it definitely, it definitely still gets... Um, like we have to, ha- we've talked about it before, but we have to have a, a race up there. Like I had yeah. uh, a couple guys I know that moved out to Reno, and they road tripped all the way to San Francisco this weekend to to watch. So there's definitely a a core group of guys up there that we need to get a race. Is there up a there covered for. stadium that's an option? I don't know, dude. You would think they would have all covered <laughs> stadiums up there. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the 450 class. Um, Chase Sexton was a awesome. Yeah. Surprise? No, it was a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. I, mm-hmm. dude, after that heat race, though, I was all, dude, AP's got this so easy. Yeah. Um, even in qualifying, he looks so awesome, you know. But did he get his first start? lap? Wow. <clears throat> Who was that it? heat race? AP's first lap of that heat race. That was so sick. Like, if yeah. you can show everybody that video, that's what you're supposed to ride mud like. Just loose <laughs> and jump in and flow in. Like, AP was ripping. But then watching it on TV, how the hell did he lose 10 seconds in two laps? Like, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, Frannis was on it. Yeah. I think yeah. he said something happened off the start and you couldn't see. Or... Oh, really? Yeah. But I I don't know. So when the 450s were off, I was already back in the pits. So yeah. I watched the race on team televisions here and there. But uh, uh, I guess Sexton pulled a Dude, the start is... Fat- ridiculous yeah yeah he said in the press conference that he he thought it flinched and he just dropped the clutch and got really really lucky but that was insane dude i wish i could get a a, like a a 120 frames like just slow-mo replay of it because i want to see how close his front tire was to the the gate it was ridiculous yeah he might think that his reaction was lucky, but him saving that tuck as he entered the first turn was lucky because, oh, God, that Dude. could have been terrible. Oh, my yeah. God, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was anyone surprised to see Eli racing in pink? No, I thought that was amazing. Yeah? That's such a sick It looked kit. cool, but like I asked him, I had one just joking around about, you are going to wear purple gear again? He goes, hell no. Oh, I guess it's right? colored. Because yeah. it's like a, a, a oddball color for him. Yeah. The purple was, and then he has Achilles. So, I don't know. I'm just surprised that he agreed to wear something. Like <laughs> oh, wait. Like that. oh, wait. So, now pink is cool? Pink's always been cool, eh, Ray? Since 2010. Not, not when, when you wore it. <laughs> In the capacity oh you God, wore it. <laughs> Kirby. Pink's cool. The size matters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you're right there. The size does matter. It's like Kirby. Was anybody else pretty surprised or shocked <clears throat> on Jet's gate selection for the main? He was far inside, like far, far inside. Yeah, he was like the most inside gate. It was Barsha's gate from the heat. Yeah, I don't know. 
he he didn't get a great jump, but even if he got a decent jump, I don't know what would have happened. Like he would have just been cut off. I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe there was a less puddle, less of a puddle on the inside down the street. I'm more thinking he could push more. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah. I, no, you're right because even when they showed it on TV, I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize he was that far over." Yeah, yeah. Did did I think I saw a picture on Instagram today of the first turn and Eli's already pulling a tear off? Oh yeah, dude, people were pulling tear offs as but soon I mean, as they hit Eli that. Eli was clean though, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, the guys that weren't in the top three just later. Yeah, uh, Sexton even like I think they. Oh, it's probably from the tuck. He splashed because he splashed himself. himself. His helmet was brown in the first rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. So on the Eli thing, and you know, Don, you were saying about how guy mechanics said splashing the bike would be better. I bet Eli jumping some of the stuff he did was pretty good too, because when he would land, it would knock some of the mud off. Did you think that's what RJ was going for when he cased the finish in qualifying? <laughs> <laughs> that was, mm, I don't know. That was know insane, that dude. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably true. Okay, bummer, bummer. First two weeks for for Malcolm. Yeah. Oh my God. Good God. Okay. Crash. Did you see the video of the fan? No, I want to see it. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was fan. great. So he goes, they go over that little hump uh, that's before the first turn to go down the fir- third base rhythm lane. And somehow Malcolm like gets shot to the right and just goes into a tough block and high centers the bike on it. Mm-hmm. And then he gets off and he's like trying to get the bike off and something's either caught on like the skid no, that, plate. The, or the tough shot. block. The tough block cover went into his counter shaft sprocket that's what, what it was yeah he said someone had to jump out and cut it off oh yeah this God. fan so this the track workers helping him they pretty much flip malcolm's bike all the way over it's on the rear fender in the seat and they're trying to <laughs> fix it and this fan comes running over jumps all the gray saran wrap over the bleachers and then hops the fence and undoes it and i'm watching it just dying laughing <laughs> this fan fully chuck sunned it to come down and help him get it off and then Megan said that Malcolm put up a video on his Instagram like, hey, thanks, man, and then immediately pulled it back down because no. he was worried about outside assistance. Unfortunately, it didn't matter because Malcolm was like three laps down at that yeah, point. Yeah, and yeah. super bummer. But to see this fan, I was like, that guy doesn't have a helmet on. That's not a Feld t-shirt. Like, homie just came superhero vigilante out of the stands. Dude, I wonder if he him. had like uh, a knife in his pocket. He must have. Malcolm specifically said they no, had No, I wasn't cut a fan. It. It, it was Roger Larson. It wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> How could it have been Roger? Hey, isn't no, there? Isn't there's there no a... sun for the white shadow to be out. <laughs> there's a video somewhere though, because my friend was telling me about it this morning on our ride. Someone has. Oh yeah, it. no, it's uh, real. Yeah, I need to find yeah, it. Yeah, it was fucking great, dude. It was so I, like because I was fifty feet then, away. Did he like, get ca- carried out by security? No, then he jumped back over and just no. went back up and finished his beer. It was awesome. Oh, dude, it was awesome. It was tight. So sick. But then, Don, you said you were on the flight home with Malcolm. How bad did his hair look? No, oh. he took a shower. He did? That okay. guy got a, I got him afterwards, and he was all clean. Dude, okay. I cannot Because that was the one thing he said in the press conference was like, I just don't want mud races because this will take hours to get done. And then he belly flopped in the practice and then was ass over tea cuddle like three times in the main. Yeah, they, did that crash in practice. I was actually uh, – I went to the rigs if he was okay because I thought it, it looked like his legs got tangled up in the bars. And so I was worried about his knees, but he said yeah. he's okay. Not yeah. good. He was rolling in the mud. Not good. Yeah. I bet he's I so pissed a... if he sees the forecast for <laughs> San Diego. I just want to do a quick shout out for Justin Robbell. Yeah, uh, dude. All right. So 
he broke his wrist at a arena cross race over the finish line doing a whip. Like Matt Burkeen got it all on there, a whole thing. Yeah. Got his wrist like in the snow, all that, like trying to ice it. So he hasn't been riding, hasn't been doing anything. Um, rode, I think, Wednesday and decided he was going to try and race. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he – okay. <laughs> so the first thing is he signed up, but he signed up with – tried to sign up with two, number 258. But someone already took that number. Mm-hmm. So he – all of his graphics, all of his, like, jerseys are already done with 258. <laughs> I mean, he's in, he's in shock gear. He's in shot gear this year, right? So that shot. And yeah, exactly. He calls me. He's like, bro, I'm trying to sign up. And like, they're telling me like, they don't have 258. I got to be number 148. Bro, this is Thursday morning. Thursday morning. He's like, uh, are you at the office? Like, can you guys like print out some like jersey lettering and like send it here? I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. So. I we overnighted him name and number for the back of his jersey and he's in the freaking hotel using iron. ironing it. He's he's ironing it on, dude. Oh my and like, god! He he was peeling off the wrong side, so one of them just looked like complete <laughs> shit. Like he he was peeling off the wrong side. I'm like, no, bro, you got to do the other side. Like, and you got to like really get in there and like, yeah, I don't know, blur optics. You know, stay in focus. Justin Rob Bell made it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter about the back look like shit because it got so muddy anyway. Yeah, right? yeah it got, it's a mud race anyway. So hopefully he has that all ironed out for for this weekend. And literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool that we still we still got to help him and and everything and that. Sort. Is that whole team good. blur then? Yeah. No, just him. Oh. Uh, he was telling me that Iron On story A Ray on Saturday morning because like hell I didn't know Rod Bell was coming I haven't seen him in a while and then no, he, yeah, told, he told me the Arena Cross story too that he broke his wrist and then still did the two stroke race and then and went drink <laughs> beer that night in the stands it was the first Arena Cross the kicker one a couple yeah. like a month ago in December and then uh, he was telling me the Iron On story about how he fucked yeah. the first one up and you yeah, he did like that two stroke crawl thing. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. and then Matt just pointed this out in his show, but I also saw it on Saturday and was dying laughing. No hometown, just zip code. Hilarious. And just in zip the code? Sheet. Just zip code. Like everybody else says yeah, whatever like city and state they're from, and then he's just zip code. Yeah, I think Juju's from Pasadena, California. Oh, it's really? a little different, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. World Super yeah, but Justin Rob Bell doing it with the blur goggles in the, in the main event. It was all good. He, he had clear vision. Was he wearing the magnet <laughs> goggles? Yeah, he's wearing the Blur B60 stealth. The one with the magnet holding the gr- lens on? So so with the new B60, we have magnets. Oh, and then no. also the outrigger. The outrigger is what holds holds it in. So it's magnetic and it has an outrigger that, oh, that okay. closes it in. Damn it, Ray. You guys could revolutionize mud races because you could just swap the whole lens. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just come in. Every yeah. pit, every lap? Mm. Yeah. Well, and we just sent him. We we got roll offs in, so we just sent him roll offs. But it was a little bit late, so maybe he'll he'll definitely have roll offs for San Diego if yeah. he does. Was separate. Jet running roll offs, and that's what was flying through the air? Yeah, mm-hmm. huh. in the in the heat. Yeah. Right. Hey, so I've never seen this, but there was guys talking about how they had a laminate seven seven tear off stack of laminates over their roll offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only seen like one loose tear off over roll offs. Someone did a thing on that uh, New Jersey last year. <coughs> is where I saw that first. It's weird. 
Yeah. And I, you got to think too, like uh, a goggle guy like Knowles or Janolfi at 100, like they're probably not going to have just regular single individual tear offs. They only have stacks of laminates in that yeah. bag. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. And then fans probably don't know this, but um, they're starting to sell it. I know that the factory ride goggles got it. They sell like it's a glue gasket that's on the back lens. Like Don, you have them on your Scott goggles, mm -hmm, and then it mm -hmm. seals it for the water. So that well, would just water make can't get sense. behind the whole stack and the dirt. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I was surprised how many like <clears throat> back and forth there was of what guys were going to do tear offs or roll offs because yeah. it seemed like a lot of people were still making the same decision. And if you like tear offs, you're just going to run tear offs the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So I had some intel on this, and I was trying to get one of the goggle guys to talk about it, but he didn't want to do it on record because he hasn't decided how much he's going to help this brand. But uh, you've got a lens too, but like this company Armor Vision that's yeah. from, I believe, the UK. I was we've seen them on Instagram. Like I, I, I'm i like Instagram's target consumer because right? I fall for all these Instagram <laughs> ads. But there's this ad that's going around on Instagram and it shows these guys riding in the mud in, in Europe. And it's the sticker that you put on the lens and shit don't stick to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, if something gets on it, you could just go and wipe it off and it doesn't scratch. Like, you know, if you wipe a regular lens, yeah. it gets scratched and all messed up. Yeah. But uh, I know for a fact that the Armor Vision sticker inserts got used under the tear-offs as the line of last defense on... I want to say at least ten pairs of goggles that were in the main events. I I wonder uh, I wonder if anyone used the lens or the full too. lens. Yeah, I don't know. I I've got the full lens on my goggles, but I haven't used all the tear offs in the laminate adhesive stack yet, so I don't know how it works compared to the stick on sticker. Mm. But yeah, so props to the Armor Vision guys. That's cool. I think that would have been good this weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so talked about Chase. What did Chase have to say in the press conference? Um, so, so a lot of guys, like, obviously we didn't learn a whole lot and the championship didn't develop in the sense that we don't know how everyone's really feeling yet just because mm -hmm. it was a motor, but both Eli and Chase um, talked about how they just – they weren't Eli just wasn't comfortable last weekend, which I think was pretty obvious. Yeah. And then Chase had got the bike set up in the rear, but not the front. And then they addressed the front this this week, and they both said that if it would, they were hoping it would be dry because they both thought they made huge improvements on their mm -hmm. their bikes. So I don't think we learned. In the, I don't know if we can say, hey, those guys are going to be running with Jet next weekend if it's dry. But I think they both made improvements, and they they were speaking as if they they feel a lot better. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Eli mentioned yeah. that he went to like a previous setting. Yeah, Eli went. Yeah, so hmm. I wonder if he he had changed his bike preseason to like help with like compensation that he was you know like sort of you know he was compensating you know with his Achilles or something of the sort you know what I mean so that's where he made the change and then now he's like okay well that is a good in a race situation so time to go back I'm wondering if that's something or if it was just something that you know. Yeah, I don't know that he was compensating for anything because when I asked him about, you know, physically, where are you? Are you doing anything special to guard your Achilles or is it hindering you or is there any pain? He's like, nothing. It's like feel, healed completely. I'm running a bone stock, Tech 10, no tape, no different booty or anything. Huh. Wow. 
And then uh, another thing Chase said was uh, how they made like some massive, massive changes the week leading up to Anaheim. So that I almost wonder if they tried another frame. They tried to switch to the production frame because he's on the factory edition frame. So I wonder if he tried something else and then went back or what. Hmm. Interesting, though. Yeah, I think these next few will be interesting. And, like, even though everybody says that, you know, nothing's happened, I mean, we're still seeing the guys that we thought were going to be in the championship chase right there in it. Like, yeah. Cooper's the only one that's at a deficit right now, but is this any different than what we've seen Cooper no, be before? A couple points down, yeah. three, four races into the season, and then calls his way back. Like, yeah, we're seeing the guys we thought they were going to be right where they were going to be and within as many points of each other as we thought they would. And I think on that note with Webb, like, this is the best we've seen him look on a bike the first two rounds. Usually he has these, he finishes low because he's just not, he's just not looking tangy out there, but mm -hmm. he's looked really good. Even, even Saturday this weekend, he looked great in the mud. He just had a couple falls yeah. and some mishaps. He, he's, he's one that I have to wonder how the hydraulic clutch did because his stuff was definitely looking hot in those last few laps. And uh -huh. I don't know if he had it just go and he didn't know or what, but his stuff definitely looked like it was getting, overworked that's mm -hmm. true did and who's was that did cooper. justin cooper not make the main justin cooper didn't qualify now yeah because i i ran into him afterwards like hey let's do how was your weekend and he looked at me and he goes really you're gonna do that to me and i'm all oh he didn't make the yeah. main. <laughs> no he yeah. did not i think and everyone was like bro like like before this weekend bro is eli okay is eli okay all this all this no, and then boom he's second place at san fran and he's in third and points so he's, he's right back in it you know yeah. so man uh mackerath in third for a long time right but he ended up fourth fourth yep yeah so rocks in third yep fourth dude i like moto memes right it's the retro race is supposed to be next weekend <laughs> have two suzuki's in the top five but uh yeah, <clears throat> Kenny seemed to like the mud. He said attitude was important, and uh, he came through. And somebody was like, "Hey, do you think Malkarath let Ken by?" And I'm like, "Dude, there's no way." I don't think no. Malkarath went down once. He looked the cleanest. He even looked as he almost looked as clean as Sexton after the race. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, even his handlebar mustache was pretty clean too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said that was the difference. He's not cutting it off. Good. Mm. But, yeah. like, on that point, though, what we were saying earlier, you know a guy like Shane just, like, knows the technique and knows how to do it. Like, I think a race like that exactly sees the guys that know just how to do the laps. They stay where they're supposed to stay. Yeah. I think I think Shane talked about stalling his bike. Oh, and really? Man, yeah. And you know what's crazy is about having to kickstart a super hot bike. But also, like, back in the two-stroke days, I did the super mud race at Glen Helen once, and I was – doing really well and i fell over and i couldn't kickstart my bike because the kickstarter got jammed with mud and i mm. couldn't even pull it out yeah like i was sitting there pulling it and pulling it and pulling it that's true so that's fortunate that that didn't happen to him i wonder if that's some extra mud prep they got to do on those things like pack some foam yeah. by the hinge <laughs> i don't know some rubber boot over it or something yeah but uh <clears throat> what were the craziest results in the vorvity i think jet jet ninth was hundred yeah, I mean, Jet and I, 110th? 110th, yeah. Yeah, they're right right around each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just like another so-so night for uh, a lot of guys. I mean, Christian Craig, um, yeah. you know, he was he was on the ground a bunch. Um, you know, Vince, 
you know, him him not making the main. Yeah, what? The heat race battle was great. What did he get docked oh, for? Uh, did you not watch Dino's log? I did not know. I haven't watched, watched it. I, please watch it. TMZ. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> so Vince, like, uh, kind of hops off the track. Like, it was pretty chaotic in that first turn on the first lap. So he bypasses the first rhythm lane. And then it kind of looked like he bypassed the second rhythm lane, too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him so riding. Kinda, but he wasn't wide open. Race it. He, was, he was looking for space to pull in. So then he got back in, yeah, totally, got back in within the top 10 and all of that, and they're just doing the laps. But then they're in ninth and 10th, and the race is over. Like, first place is already at the podium. And it's just Dean and it's just Vince going at it for ninth. And the whole crowd down the first baseline knew that it was for ninth. You could hear everybody from the upper deck screaming, Go, Dean! Go, Dean! Like, just in it. And then as you would see them just like snaking each other, like everybody was excited for it. And then the race got over. And then that's when Vince found out that he got docked three or four spots for going off the track. So then him and J-Bone were having words after the race was over. And then he came back for the LCQ. But I mean, even that one was a good one too, because him and like Bubba Pauly and Freddie Norn are just going at it. Dude, Bubba Pauly was ripping. Bro, I'll, I'll say this. Every single mud race, Bubba Pauly, you cannot count him out because he is a great mud rider. He did yep. so good at Seattle a couple of years ago. I mean, he's done he's done good at a lot of the mud races, you know, I remember. I mean, he's beaten me straight up in the mud before. So anytime it starts raining, that dude's like rubbing his hands together, you know. District 18 zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, all nine fingers just rubbing, yeah, rubbing them together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good dude. He's good in the mud. Dude, Freddie's great in the mud. Yep. So. I still can't I was, get used to seeing 22 on him. No, I don't like it. Dude, hey, good on Politelli, too. He made it out of the heat as well. Yeah, that's dude, hey, that, that was good for him, too. Like, people like him, uh, Rod Bell, you know, Freddie, like, those are all, like, good privateers who are, like, really good in the mud, you know? Mm-hmm. So, good technique on a motorcycle, not a lot of clutch. You know? So, uh, in the pits this weekend? <laughs> uh Autograph, autograph signing at Smart Top. The right in front of Vince, they had uh, the truck driver sat in a chair. Why? Just kind of thwart off some shit talkers. <laughs> but uh, what's funny is like how how uh, fake some people are, because I literally saw two dudes like before that they got close to the truck, they were like all drunk and they're like ah. F Vince freeze, freeze, F you, F you. And then they got close and they took pictures with him. And there I literally heard one say, I love the way you ride, man. And they like taking pictures. Oh, what? Yeah. Intoxication. Hey man. Hey man. Big fan. Big fan. Always liked you. Yeah. Can I get yes. a jersey? Yeah. <laughs> mm. But uh Jeez. I don't know. What else? Yeah. Prado, whole shot. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that, what about that win? That was sick. Yeah. That was super sick. Yeah. And then I also liked how on the TV they're like, he knows it, he rides it all the time. And then I asked him how was your week, and I was like, have you ever ridden anything like that? He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. How yeah, it's that, funny. Uh, everyone everyone assumes that people have raced in Europe or used to the mud because before the race, I was in the semi talking to Jet, and I'm like, hey, you have like some good mud experience from EMX, and he goes, no, nothing was ever muddy like this. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. What about uh, like the other oh, heat race I, I winner? Do... Oh yeah, dude, he looked good. <laughs> he looked good all day. Honestly, I mean, 
Dude, I'm telling you, the French riders are they were crushing it on Saturday, you know? Um, Technique. Dylan, dude. Yeah. I mean, Dylan, we were super stoked on Dylan. I mean, he just, if he won a heat race, it's awesome. Hey, you know? I noticed he was wearing an all black pant. Is that some prototype pant or is it just mixed match? Uh, no. No. Bone that stock, is, that is bro. Just, that's a bone stock hardware elite pant. Just mixed match. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he had, I think he had plenty of gear. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, he had plenty of gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He had plenty of gear and, even Mark and I, we were looking at each other. We we're like, oh, what's going on?" But I mean, he wore <laughs> he wore the um, the hardware air in in practice, and he wore the pants in the main. So I'm um, not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just went rogue. That's fine. Yeah, it looked good. <laughs> I thought it looked good. I mean, you know, that's the one thing about the black hardware elite pants. You know, it goes with every single jersey that we got. You know what you need to do so. if it's going to be a motor this weekend, Ari. You need to get that O'Neill riding vest and logo the front and name and number the back. That would be that would be sweet. Yesterday at yeah. uh, at Glen Helen at the Swap Motor Race Series, Marvin raced in his vest. I saw that. Dude, dude the vest the vest are a hit, man. That's why I was, I was telling Mark, I'm like, we need to get more of those pronto, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, we're we're thinking about doing something something cool with those vests. So we'll see oh. in the future. They're they're so comfortable. Like I mean, I tried one on. What's the part number? Personally, but what's the part number? I don't have the part number. Would you say if they weren't yeah. comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the starting line, because uh, I went and I was like trying to help pack his gate. I went, hey, dude, you're racing your vest? You, I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was ripping. KTM I heard. 252 stroke. It is a 250? Yeah. I what? thought it was a 125. What happened to the 125 he built up? He hasn't written it yet. He wants to get nice pictures and oh. a nice video done with it first. Yeah. Oh. So it's a 250. Jeez. But, uh, shit, I cannot believe there's rain in the forecast for Saturday. Because I saw it. Yeah, I sent you a screen grab it, right, Anton? It said Sunday and Monday, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Barsh is better for this weekend. He sounded like he was deathly, deathly ill this weekend. Wasn't leaving the motor home. Was like pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. But then, um, dude, I've always thought like, man, we all kind of felt like shit last week. And like, oh, how do you ride? And how do you do this, dude? How do you make a main event? How do you go through the LCQ yeah. and do all the stuff he did? That boy had to be zapped yesterday mm-hmm. morning when he woke up. Yeah, yeah that's that's crazy. I, I remember. Shoot, I forgot which round it was. I, I, I got sick. I think it was like COVID or something. And I I couldn't ride the whole day. I could not. I felt drunk the whole time I was riding. Just cross <laughs> jumping, just everything. Couldn't hit a rut. Couldn't hit a corner. Fell over. Just like. Is that the race where you cross jumped Anderson? No, this was. Uh, <laughs> what was the round? What was the round that the one dude hit the, the, the sky camera? The, the camera that goes across. In Texas? Yes, it was in Texas. Yeah, it was in 2022, I think. Yeah, one of the dudes hit the triple and just freaking did this, like, and hit the <laughs> camera. It was that round. I remember I was sick as a dog. I couldn't even ride. Mm. Yeah. Well, is there anything we, else we should touch on? Mm-hmm. What was the lick uh, hit? Oh, dude. Yeah. Or did none count? I thought... this heat race. I thought all the ASRs kits were sick, especially I like, Sexton's. I liked Eli's pink gear. I just didn't yeah. expect to see him in it. I also thought the the Fox stuff looked really good on Joe's Oh, the Honda. Grand Prix cycles? Yeah, on that Joe's Honda, it cool. looked insane. Yeah, that, that gear was super cool. Yeah, really cool. I actually like that gear. I 
like yeah. that. I like yeah. that Honda kit. Yeah. I'm so bummed that that's not a production kit. I know. So sad. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> Before the uh, day started, I was talking with uh, Jason Anderson. I'm like, hey, dude, are you going to tuck your shirt in today so you don't get mud in your ass crack? And he goes, good idea. <laughs> good. It was tucked in. <laughs> he tucked his shit in tight. That's good. During the race. That's awesome. I don't know. Hey, was Craig in a onesie? No. Oh, that would have come in clutch. No. Nah, next weekend he'll be in two piece gear as well because they're doing something for fiftieth. Is next week anniversary? Fiftieth uh, anniversary. Anniversary race. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lots of cool kits next weekend. I'm you know excited. what's funny is when there's a uh, a theme like a throwback type thing. When there's brands that haven't been around that long, <laughs> what, they, what they end up doing. So, what do you uh, think Beta's going to do? They're going to show up on trials bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh uh, I hung out with Rob Salcedo from Liat, and he showed me some designs. They're doing a throwback? Yeah. I was wearing Liat mountain bike gear this morning, uh-huh. and it said established in 04. Yeah, I was right? like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of along the lines of Bradshaw on in 93. Oh, I know Honda is going to do something cool, so we'll be on the lookout. And that's for this weekend, or when, when's the... This weekend. This weekend. Are you guys yeah. doing anything, A-Ray? I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. You should bring back the oven mitt gloves. Mm. What do you mean the oven mitt? Gloves? Hey, you should have Frandis racing your uh, KX500 kit. No, <laughs> that's white. a Cowie kit. That's more of like a Cowie kit. Does it say Cowie on it though? No, but it's <laughs> green. He's on a Honda. Yeah, I guess. Green. Yeah. You know, on the gear thing though, it. I was looking at all the brands that were in Anaheim one. There's a lot of small gear companies making big waves with 450 main event guys, right? Or 450 like guys, right? Now. Yeah. A lot of smaller teams and stuff like, like what's that. What's the shit that, uh, Clayson's wearing? Yeah. Uh, pure adrenaline. adrenaline. Pure adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think there's just a lot of opportunity now with, uh, Canvas, Canvas is doing platform, their, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of, no guys. dog. Cave gear is the real skin suit. <laughs> Because it looks like skin. Color, it looks yeah. like skin. You look like the, uh, uh, Buffalo Bill or whatever. The, he looks like a Ryan Dungey on the Wheaties box out there, or the oh the man. naked Ryan Dungey. What, what was <laughs> oh, that? The, oh. Yeah, yeah, the actual, yeah, the actual naked guy. Yeah, the, the body issue or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Austin Shot is making his own gear through Canvas. What's it called? I don't know. I'm saying, is it his company Far Out? Yeah, no, but it, he has a name for the brand. I forgot what it is curse or something or i don't know but yeah a lot of people i think are utilizing the canvas service right yep is cade stuff canvas i think it's made by them it's not canvas it's uh what's it's what not canvas what's the production company radical radical Radical. okay your boy chicken little he's wearing something yeah that i think is I think that's one of his buddies or something doing something. Oh, I'll have to ask him. I meant to ask him about it because he's got his whole little group and, and Jet play that MX Sim game, and yeah. they have a couple friends mm-hmm. that design gear. Oh, so okay. I think it's one of those deals. I don't know. The skills guy even, like a lot of privateers in that. Uh, Chris Hell has got... Pulley. Yeah. Chris Hell has his little smell-good athlete, the uh, dirty yeah. gear bag holders, and then the anti-odor things, and then he's got custom jerseys and like... That stuff's cool because, like, no offense, A-Ray, awesome to have, like, a big gear company and everything like that. But yeah. if you're a privateer, you got to go find these sponsor deals that are out there. Like, you got to advertise them one way. I was talking to Scotty Winterstorm, the 501 guy on a Cowie, yep. 
And he was like, you know, I, I talk to the sponsors that I have to see what other products they have, like blood lubricants, put the oil on my bike. When I told them I would put the oil in my van to drive around the country, they gave me more money and more <laughs> oil to do it. And like little things like that, how these guys can market themselves better. I mean, we've never had a time like this right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be running my van on VP too. Everything. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up and uh, let's, uh, let's all cross our fingers for a dry San Diego. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, so I was gonna hit you guys up, you know, to to ride on Sunday while I'm down there. That's yeah. not, that's not uh, but, happening. But if it's raining, then heck, who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna pick up that Elsinore too, Don. That's in the office. Yeah, come get it. Do All I? Right. Do I? Do I need to? Do I need to take my forks to the dude's house? Too? <laughs> you nah, might as well I'll, just do I that. promise I'll drop them off today. I'll drop them. Off. <laughs> oh man! Thank All you right. guys for doing that. Anyways, but yeah. okay, so we are signing off on the uh, post. San Francisco Mudbog Podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. If you did not check out all of the great YouTube videos we did uh, centered around Frisco, please do so because there's some good content. And uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.